This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 15th of October in your Squiz today, counting cases in Victoria, a mass killing in Norway, the cost of being a vegan, and six decades of hits. This is your Squiz today. Checking in on a few COVID updates this morning, Claire, we'll start in Victoria. A really tough day with record case numbers there yesterday, 2,297 new cases. It's the highest single day total recorded by an Australian state or territory during the pandemic. Yeah, and it's a blow after numbers fell earlier this week and there was talk of a peak being reached, but that hasn't translated into any plans of a rethink uh, for lifting Melbourne's lockdown. It's expected that uh, Victoria will be 70% fully vaccinated sometime next week. And what Daniel Andrews says is that case numbers will become less relevant. What will be very relevant is the number of vaccinated people and specific the number of unvaccinated people. There's concerns, of course, for them with those high case numbers. And those unvaccinated people ending up in hospital as critical cases. Let's talk about that unvaccinated rate. As the double vax count continues to rise in some areas across the country, it's putting a real focus on places that it's lagging. Queensland and WA are both below 55% double vaxxed and their borders are still staying closed for now. They certainly are, even though pressure uh, has been quite high on both of those states to make commitments and to set dates uh, for what they want to do with opening those borders. What medicos say is that that pressure is actually required to get people to have an end date to aim towards and really drive them to get the jab. Without that kind of pressure, they're saying that their vaccination rates will stay quite low. Also, in New South Wales, lower vaccination vaccination rates in the regions means it's likely that regional travel will be delayed despite an overall 80% double jab threshold expected to be reached next week. Also, to note quickly, the rates of vaccination for Indigenous Australians are around 20% behind the national average, which is also of concern as states begin to open up again. There's a big focus now on getting Pfizer out to those communities to get those rates up. 84-year-old businessman Ron Briley has been sentenced to 14 months jail time over the possession of child pornography. It's an incredible fall from grace for the millionaire Claire. He was once known as a titan of business. He certainly was back in the day. We're talking sort of the 70s through to the 90s. He was an investor and a corporate raider. He'd buy big lots of shares in companies and try and improve the businesses and then sell them and make lots of money. Uh, what happened, though, in 2000? 2019 was he was arrested and authorities found 46,000 images of girls aged between 4 and 15 on computers and on memory sticks at his home. He told police at that point that he thought that they were legal, that the material was okay, but he since pleaded guilty to the charges. What the judge said yesterday was that he had a lifelong obsession and sexual attraction to prepubescent girls. Briley has said that he will appeal the sentence. It is possible for him to apply for parole in seven months' time. 
overseas to Norway now where a man has been arrested over the murder of five people using a bow and arrow in a town called Kongsberg, which is near the capital of Oslo. Norway's security service say that it appears to have been an act of terror. Yeah, what they say is that 37-year-old Espen Andersen Brayton uh, was a Muslim convert and that he had been flagged as being radicalised. They also said that he's someone who had been in and out of the health system quite a bit. Uh, what happened there late yesterday, their time, was that five people were shot using a bow and arrow. Many of those were in a supermarket. There's two people who were injured. They're in intensive care, and that includes an off-duty officer. Violence like this is pretty rare in Norway. This attack is the worst mass killing since 2011. It's not often that the royals say anything too edgy, but Prince William has taken a bit of a swipe at billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and the whole space tourism race. In the lead up to the COP26 climate change summit, he says we should focus on saving the planet we've got, not on finding a new one. Yeah, he's told the BBC that the world's greatest brains and minds should be fixed on trying to repair this planet. That's a quote from him. Uh, taking a jab at those billionaires, particularly as the space race is very much in the news, is a very pointed dig at people uh, who really are focused on other things when people like Prince William say uh, addressing global warming really is the name of the game at the moment. The royal family really is in full court press mode at the moment. Prince Charles uh, had a dig earlier this week at world leaders who are thinking about ducking out of that conference in Glasgow early next month. And we know that the Queen is out and about as well, beating the drum on climate change and will be at that conference. And if that nudge from Prince Charles isn't enough to get Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison over the line to attend COP26, the Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Guy DeBell said yesterday that Australia risks being an investment pariah if it's not seen to be doing more to address climate change. It's estimated that around 2% of Australians follow a vegan diet. You might have noticed at cafes and supermarkets, there are more and more vegan-friendly options available. But according to consumer advocacy group Choice, they're being stung in the hip pocket for it, Claire. Yeah, Choice has done a survey of these vegan or plant-based products. And when you're looking at everything from guacamole through to burgers, uh, what they say is that there seems to be a premium that's attached to those vegan products, even if they're not that different uh, to the regular variety. Mayonnaise is a really good example. There's one that's marketed uh, as a vegan product and it costs 40% more than the regular <laughs> alternative. Uh, even though the regular one contains only plant-based ingredients. So uh, mm. what advocates say is that price disparity usually comes down to higher manufacturing costs and making sure that what they're claiming really is true. Uh, but certainly vegans feel very suspicious about what uh, some brands are doing to price gouge. Also, according to a choice survey, one in 10 Australians will consider going vegan in the next five years. So there's a little fact to keep in mind for the dinner parties of the future. <laughs> On to entertainment news now, and it's hats off to Elton John, Claire. He's just become the first person in history to score a UK top 10 single in six different decades. It's quite the career. 
Yep, he has taken over from Elvis Presley, Cher, Cliff Richard, Michael Jackson and David Bowie. Those losers have only had hits in five decades. So (laughs) he really does um, go into a whole different sphere. It's quite an incredible achievement. Yeah, six decades of hits. This one, of course, is the song Cold Heart. It's his collaboration with Dua Lipa. It's been remixed by an Australian trio, actually, Pinau. Very catchy. Good tune for your Friday. Speaking of Friday, of course, we've got Friday Lights today. Friday Lights is a section in the Squiz Today newsletter. Three things we've liked during the week, often a recommendation on what to cook or a good life hack, always worth checking out. A seafood stew from Neil Perry is your recommendation, Claire. Yep, as we've said, we're in Sydney. It's been cold and rainy, I think, uh, something a bit warming but still Mm. a bit fresh. It's one I've cooked before. It's quite an easy one, uh, but it is quite spectacular and you get to have bread with it, so that's good. Oh, how good is bread? My takeout from Friday Lights is an article on how to keep white sneakers clean. They're a pretty big staple in my closet. I'll pop links to both of these in your episode notes. Squeeze the day, Claire, or the weekend, what are you keeping an eye on? Yep, well, bread day. Got to be happy about that. (laughs) That is on Saturday, a really good excuse to go and get a fresh loaf. Yum, and very good, as you say, with that seafood stew that you've recommended. I'm not sure that I can top world bread day, so we might leave it there. (laughs) No one can top world bread day. Every day is world bread day, but also especially on world bread day. (laughs) Have a good one, have a good weekend, and we will be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.